2: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. What will you choose? No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in?
1: Get yeah, a new intro every week.
2: <laughs> every single week.
1: And
3: never get told about it. So we're just as shocked by anyone else <laughs> watching it.
2: Such
4: beautiful branding though.
3: Well, you say that League One was in Capital, League Two was in lowercase. And I don't know if that's oh, a sign well, of, we know of our where place. we Yeah, we sit on the tone <laughs> with the trend setters. You know, we, we set the tone, but we just we're not we're not the tone that they really want. We're kind of the <laughs> anarchists. We're like the uh, the busted to McFly. Um yes. But wait, <laughs> wait! Apparently, this is this is week seven, um, which I didn't know because we're it? eight games in. Yeah, it's called huh? recording game week seven. Um, wow. We're here. I'm back, and Hannah's back, and we've also got Hannah Junior, Mini Hannah, stepping in as well tonight. Yeah. Say hello, Mini Hannah. Hello. She sounds just like Hannah.
4: Does she? She you sounds know. a bit more northern than me sometimes. She's <laughs> proper
3: northern. Oh. You're right, Northern yeah. you.
4: Yeah. Charlotte's come as um an emotional crux because some people didn't want to do their own team reports this week. So it's
2: it's getting
3: harder for me to do my own team reports because I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> the harder it gets, and it's it's getting harder with the fans and I'll be honest, it's not a nice place at the minute to be. And that's not, yeah. a, I don't mean the club, I just mean in, in the fan base. It's just not. And I, Yeah, I'm trying to avoid it. So I'm glad you've come and I'm glad that you're going to do it for me. And I've heard that you're going to spin some positivity on Summit somehow. Um So let's, should, should we are yeah. we just going to jump into the games and get cracking?
4: Yeah. So go on then, Charlotte, tell us about Bradford and Harrogate. So what was the score? Oh, the
1: score was 1-0 mm-hmm. and... Jamie Walker scored in the 95th minute uh-huh. and Matt Daly scored for Harrogate in the 78th minute. Right. Harrogate down with yeah. managed to. Uh, to What's it called?
4: They got. They had sixty-eight percent of the possession, didn't they?
1: Yeah. Oh, Bradford. <laughs>
4: Bradford. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and where are Bradford now in the league? Seventeen. Yeah. Where are? we positives. Oh, we're getting there. Don't worry.
1: There.
4: Right. Are you going to tell us how the goal, how the game went then?
1: Bradford played a ton better in both halves. Matt Daly scored against a run of play, and a much-needed equaliser, luckily, occurred for Bradford in the 95th minute with a free kick assist from Brad Halliday. Walker nodded over Oxley. Armstrong started, should have scored, but got nervous, and the ball got stuck under his feet. Lewis Richards,
4: the so Lewis Richards is back at was back at back Harrogate.
1: At Harrogate after Lewis there and George Thompson came on as a sub for Harrogate. So
4: where did George Thompson used to play?
1: Bradford.
4: Yeah. Um. So who was your player of the match?
1: Walker, mm-hmm. because he won two shots as well as a, as a very late goal.
4: Right, so what advice would you give to Liam and the other Bradford fans?
1: Go on. Go on. <laughs> That's often tough when you lose. Remember lose. Remember when we had a rough start to the season, but you know things will always get better. It's the other team's fault most of the times because they're too good. But remember, you got the ball in the net and you didn't lose, so you can't feel that sad.
4: There you go.
3: I cried in my car on the way home. No, I'm joking. I didn't really. Um, I like it though. That's a very good, that's a very good summary of it. And do you know what? It's like, I've had two days to think about it and like I, I agree. Two years ago, we'd have lost that. And yeah. I think for Bradford fans right now, it's about looking where we were before we brought Mark Hughes into where we are now. And did we get the playoff final last year? No, but we went from a lower half team to a playoff semi-final within 12 yeah. months. And we're eight games into this season. With let's be honest, we have we've we've kind of skated over this. I think for Bradford because we've been focusing on the likes of Mansfield, but we've got an injury crisis ourselves.
4: Yeah, and one of the things he said in his kind of post-match interview was that you are due attacking talent back from injury. But the other thing that he said, which I think think is important, when you know people are. Um, are getting particularly stressed by um, the run of results, and this game particularly, was that the way that Harrogate played in terms of sitting deep and defending stopped Bradford playing with the players that they had on the pitch the way that they might have wanted to. So it's it's kind of it's finding a way around those tactics and uh-huh. um, and and adapting to them, I suppose, but. Yeah, like as Charlotte said, Bradford uh, definitely on paper were the stronger of the two teams, particularly in the. We first. were the
3: better in the game. We were the better. Yeah. We were the better team in the game. It wasn't even a, a competition. But the the issue is, and this is where I think people are frustrated with Hughes is, if he came out and spoke about things as they are, quite painfully, obviously, I don't think people would really feel as bad. But when he comes out and his excuse was, we've lost all our main attacking threats. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to whip crosses into the box because yeah. we don't want to, because we've got no one to whip them into. It's like, yeah. so we what we're just we're not going to shoot. About...
1: Yeah, because
3: because we're literally at the minute we're running down the wing and Jamie Walker and Bobby Poynton, Brad Halliday and Alex Gilliard. They're the four main ones for me that kind of linked up really really well. But once they got down to that byline, you no know happened. There was, yeah. They tried they tried to walk it in.
4: Yeah, and I think, you know, it's a Yorkshire Derby. Tensions yep. are always high. Harrogate are, like Ryan said, Harrogate are everyone's bogey team. So, you know, I think, yes, okay, it's part of a run of results. But, you know, some of the teams that we'll go through today, um, mm-hmm. was it Salford are like five... Uh, fourth straight league defeat I'm fairly sure that someone else was seventh so there's yeah. been you know Bradford are definitely not the worst and there's still time no.
3: we, we had um, we had someone come on the six or six last night a Bradford fan and he said it's a scary time to be a Bradford fan and mm. I lost it because we've lost twice and yeah. three but, years ago we were 22nd in the league and we didn't look like we were going to get a win
4: and by scary, did he mean like, as in you know, death and we're destruction? Or not death and destruction, doom and destruction. Yeah, he stopped yeah. going to games. He oh stopped wow. going.
3: And I just said to him, I said, "Look, not being funny, that's that's not what a fan is. You no. go, you go, regardless of your results, you turn up. If you leave early because you're not happy with what you're seeing, that's your choice. But you mm. you still show up. And there's, the thing is, we're kind of putting ourselves in a position where." If people stop coming, there's no money for January. And in January, everybody mourns that we're not spending money. Yeah. We we can't Um, win.
4: Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Because football Mm -hmm. and football results are so intrinsically linked to people's moods. And the result on Saturday can ruin your weekend or make it. You know, people really you know really do let them I may remember a couple of seasons ago just being an absolute horror from one week to the next and it was so maybe I mean maybe thinking about people's mental health as well yes yes you're a fan and you show it for your team but you know when there are what if it affects you that badly then anything that you've have to do to remove yourself from that situation, I guess, to a certain
2: extent.
3: The atmosphere did turn. Um, so Harrogate fans, when they scored, were chanting sacked in the morning at Mark Hughes.
4: Had that and, at um, Salford on Friday night as well.
3: Yeah, but the, the difference is Harrogate fans were chanting it at Mark Hughes and then Bradford fans joined in.
4: Oh no, yeah, same, same.
3: Or was Salford doing the same. It was just, same. but then... You know, we we score. Richie Smallwood was subbed off and there was a huge cheer when he was taken off. I mean, that's your captain. Mm. doesn't matter what you think. You, you've got to... That just shows... If I'm an away team manager and I'm sat in my dugout and I hear that disharmony and I hear them cheering him coming off, I'm thinking, these are rattled here. Yeah. We can absolutely take... And, yeah, Luke Armstrong, there was a point he broke through in, this, in the first half. He should have mm-hmm. scored. Like, he mm-hmm. should have scored and he just... get me wrong it did get stuck under his feet but it was a phenomenal recovery from i think it was sam stubbs that did it but yeah it uh it wasn't a fun watch and again it comes back to mark hughes going on the radio afterwards and going well we're only three points off the playoffs it's like yes but you (laughs) forget that there's nine teams between us and the playoffs so we need 10 teams to all lose this weekend and us win to get to that playoffs that's yeah it's it's the, kind of like a it's a very very thin silver lining of a very dark cloud
4: um not and not that we want to dwell on this too long and we'll move on in a minute and Charlotte's got one last thing to add apparently before we do Ooh. but the difference between uh Bradford and Salford fans as well is I mean there were 17,000 people at Valley Parade mm-hmm. on Sunday versus mm-hmm. I don't actually know what the attendance was at, at um the peninsula probably a couple of thousands.
1: Yeah, um, I think about and, three and a half.
4: Right. Well, not nots county were very well represented, but um, you know, the, the group of fans that were kind of behind me were very anti-Salford. You know, having a go at the players, having a go at Neil Wood, uh, every, you know, the chants that you normally hear against your team, not sung by your team. Uh, but yeah. that's the difference, you know. It's maybe a couple of hundred people, and you've been to the peninsula, you know. You know, you know what the atmosphere is like versus at Valley Parade. When you know, if it is a big group of people, it must be absolutely demoralising/slash yeah. heartbreaking.
3: But but this is where, and I'm not trying to pick pick a fight with Bradford fans here, but we've gone from blaming Andy Cook
1: mm-hmm.
3: to blaming. Uh, who else has had it? Andy Cooks had it. Matty Platt had it for a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Richie Smallwood. Uh, Matt Derbyshire when he came in, and now it's Mark Hughes. Like,
2: yeah,
3: it, it, we can't do another hard reset. What, what, what is it going to achieve at this stage? It, like people now they say Neil Warnock. Neil
4: yeah, saw that today.
3: Well, he's confirmed
1: Warnock's, that he's, he's there.
3: Uh,
4: He's not heading into retirement, so
3: no, he's gonna stay for he'll stay for what, another year? And mm-hmm. what's what sort of long term plan is that with Neil Warnock? It, it's yeah. just not it's just not a thing. Um yeah. look, Bradford fans typically look for someone to blame every single mm-hmm. time it goes wrong. Always have, always will. Um it's exhausting. It really is exhausting to to see and to listen to and and, and and genuinely to, to look to take us back six months to where we are now it's night and day and like yeah, yeah don't know don't know right. has, has he got everything right mark Hughes as in no absolutely not no has he got a hell of a lot more right than any other manager has in since Phil Parkinson yeah he has
4: so let's keep him in okay last last message for
1: Liam you ruined my positivity.
3: <laughs> try living with it. <laughs> try, try living with this. Um bear in mind ma- hang on, bear in mind, I've been to see your team play a hell of a <laughs> lot, and I'm yet to see your team win.
4: I I've seen I've seen our team win against you, so we you were there.
3: You were there. Oh yeah, that no, but I wasn't at the same time. I was yeah, exactly. So I wasn't there in mind. <laughs> I was there in the physical body but right. when I've been to watch the football I've watched you several times and I'm, I don't think oh no, I did I saw you win against Rochdale but everyone beat Rochdale so that didn't well, matter
4: you don't need to win every game that's how it works
3: Apparently not
4: <laughs> Right so um thank you Charlotte let's yeah, and it's, it's all done now all the negativity is 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 done for so we've got and Port to cover <laughs> Hey hey Yes, we have. Right, who's up next?
3: Who is up next? It's uh, I believe, I believe it's you, and it it's will be. It is. It's Accrington against. It was uh, Sutton, wasn't it? Sutton
4: at the Wham Stadium, right? Man. I'm very excited about this because like every time I see, every time I hear Wham Stadium, I either think of. The, you know, the chewy bars or the I'm your man. Right, right. So
3: I got last night, I actually bought some Wam bars last night. And they Wham do Wams. new super sour wambas, bars. And they're, in, they're really soft. All um, of them.
4: I've I've had the Wam sweets as well. If you have you had those? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Right, you, go on. Thanks for your time, Charlotte. <laughs> Bye. <Thank you. laughs> thank you oh my goodness right so um yeah so accrington have never played Sutton before uh they won 4-1 um uh, points of note joe pritchard was back it's the first time that he's played for nine months with an achilles injury and he came off the bench to get a goal and an assist he is let's say injury prone at best he had seven months out in 21 22 but is said post game that it was the dream return which you you know you can imagine mm-hmm. uh but also that he's um he sounds like someone that really puts 100 percent into training and he's really worked hard he talks about battering himself in the gym for eight months and the kind of overcoming the mental side of it. Uh, it was also Tommy Lee's first goals of the season. He got the pe- scored the penalty and then um, his goal towards the end as well. And Accrington had Lewis Shipley back as well for the first time. He played in the opener and then's been out injured since. He's the one that's on loan from Norwich. So for Sutton, ah, there you go. I know they're bottom, but it's seven defeats in a run for them. Um, And they were better in the first half. They did come out relatively well. It doesn't reflect the scoreline anyway. Um, And then Sutton, uh, then Accrington scored a penalty in the stoppage time of first half. Amari Patrick, who we've not oh. talked about, I think, since that very first week. Um, he yeah. always impressed me when I saw him last season for Carlisle. Uh, he scored, but at that point it was 3-0 and there wasn't really much that could be done about it. Um, the penalty, mm. uh, Craig Clay tripped Sean Wally. And um, the so the goalkeeper for Sutton used to be at Accrington. Dean bizarreness, And so when he's when Tommy Lee stepped up, he's probably taken him, you know, I don't know how many penalties against him. Um and Lee sent him the wrong way. So that's your uh, that's your four one. Um I mean, don't know where Accrington and Stanley are in the league now, but Sutton are rock bottom.
3: Accrington Stanley currently sit eighth. Oh. Mm.
4: Things that you never thought would happen. There's a few of them.
3: Yeah. Um, and that that's same with the next game. We could kind of R- Ryan could literally go back about four weeks and just edit this next segment in because <laughs> Crew went 2-0 down. I know. And crew drew <laughs> two wall.
4: Someone on one of my little uh, football WhatsApp said, Oh, they went to they've been doing this a lot. I've like, been so excited by it that it keeps happening. Yeah.
3: But they equalised yeah. in the hundredth minute as well. Um, so yeah, two 0 down at half time. James Tilly again, again yeah. with another goal. Which yeah, I don't know. I like the guy. He uh, obviously he, he was at Crawley for a while. He, mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of players that have left Crawley with chips on the potatoes on the shoulder, um, and have kind of gone on with points to prove and they're, they're doing it and do you know what? it's not just yeah it's not just a, a, a Crawley thing but there just seems to be quite a few at Crawley that are doing it but yeah no yeah. 2-0 down at half time again responded mm-hmm. straight after half time but they actually scored a few minutes earlier did crew so they scored it was disallowed and then they right. went on and scored in the in the ninety plus ten played a wow. hundred and three minutes in this game in the second half um
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Look, for me, I thought crew had kind of got over that. I thought they'd got past it. I don't think that Wimbledon are any mugs at this stage, but crew are no. sitting seventh in the league. And that, that will, I think that will have shocked them to the core to go 2 0 down again.
4: Yeah. Although, I mean, but they, they do know that they can recover. And this is what I've always, like, this is what I've been saying about Salford all season. I keep expecting them to do that because that's mm-hmm. what they did last season. Whereas crew, I mean, if you were playing crew and you knew that they had proven capacity to come back from 2-0 down, you'd just line up in front of the goal and be like, no, 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 you shall not pass here. And they I don't know, I, 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 I don't understand why they're kind of sneaking through. That said... This extra 10 minutes yields lots of goals. I think you've got tired players, you've got kind of a level of complacency that sneaks in, and the teams that are capitalizing on it are the teams uh-huh. that are getting like changing the results um in the last in the last 10 minutes. So
3: when you look at it from a stats perspective as well, Wimbledon dominated. Mm-hmm like absolutely yeah. dominated and uh, crew wasn't a great game for them. But again, this is where, this is what good teams do. They continue to pick up points, even when they're not playing particularly well. And as long as you're yeah. still picking up points, you're yeah. ticking along, you should be all right. Cause the win the, them draws will turn into wins and that's what yeah. will happen. But no, look for, for me crew, I, I don't know. i would be, a, I'd be a little bit disheartened if I was a crew fan, cause I don't think, they expected it to be kind of what it is. And again, back in that going to an all down scenario. But they've got Colchester coming up. They've got to be looking yeah. at that as a win. They've got also, to be looking Colchester at that as an easy got three. got
4: some odd results, haven't they? Um, but, yes. you know, we talked to David Artel last week and, you know, we were talking about belly ball. Um, and what that, you know, what that looks like. And for him, he's not in any way surprised that crew are doing as well as they are because he knows the strength of the academy structure, the kind of backroom resources that they've got. So, you know, for him, this is just, yeah, this is crew doing crew things and it, it's, it's everyone else well. surprised. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's, look, it's moved them, they're, they're up there. After last season, I don't think many people predicted them to be up there. I think a lot of people thought that they were going to be a struggler, myself included. Yeah. Um, but yeah. well, look, they're, they're proving us wrong. There's a lot of teams doing yeah. that at the minute.
4: Yeah. Yeah. But do you know what? And that's why, you know, teams like Bird, um, and, you know, other teams in that kind of Salford, Stockport to a certain degree, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's not, you can't write off your season in September because everyone is dropping points. There is, you know, Mansfield and I don't even know what's, does Swindon win? Are they still unbeaten? Yep. Yeah, so there's still Mansfield Mansfield and Swindon unbeaten, but they're not winning every game. There's draws in there. And,
1: yeah.
4: um, and again, with Mansfield and, and Colchester at the weekend, sorry, spoilers. Um but that was really well, We're going on to yeah, it now anyway so that's that's so, the next
3: game so jump yeah. straight on it. Yeah. Yeah, um,
4: Mansfield nearly ended their unbeaten run.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and, and do you know what probably should have on, yeah. on the on the on the face of things um speaking to some Mansfield fans yesterday doesn't seem like they really felt that colchester were a bad side. They kind of seemed quite complimentary of Colchester. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. It's got to be a signet again. We're talking about these late, these late wins or these late goals. Uh, yeah. Keeler done ninety-first minute. You just knew it was coming, didn't you? Yeah.
4: yeah,
3: yeah. You just knew it was coming. And look, they've got players coming back from injury now. So you know, Cargill's mm-hmm. playing. He's playing a lot more. Uh, Louis Reed's back. You've got, uh, oh, my goodness, Callum Johnson. I I forgot Mm -hmm. his name. I forgot he existed. Um, Callum Callum
4: McDonald as well. Is he still out?
3: Yes. As far as I know, he's still out. Uh, Yeah, I've not seen him. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not in the team. Oh, no, 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 no. No, he was back. Uh, He was back. In fact, no, he's, he's not been out. He's been back since the Grimsby game. Maybe we've just missed that. That's slipped through the net. Maybe it's just because we've been focusing on Mansfield's major list of injuries. um, That It's hard to actually notice the ones that come back. But yeah, no, he's he's, he's back. And Mansfield fans are happy. They think that this is the season for them because kind of everything's fallen into place. Everything that they thought was going to go wrong has gone wrong, but they've managed to battle through it. I so if I was a Mansfield fan
4: as well, I'd be encouraged by you know they um, one of their not excuses because it was entirely valid for their uh, poor second half of the season last year was mm. an injury crisis and they've yeah. had an injury crisis. We've said before that they've got time for a second one, maybe even a third one. Third. But you know they've they've played through that and still got the results that they needed. So I'd I'd be feeling pretty positive if I was a Mansfield fan.
3: And that's what annoys me as a Bradford fan because yeah, we've got an don't. injury crisis and we're not playing <laughs> through it and we're not getting it. And you've had the same. You've got yeah. injuries and we're all using it as excuses. And then we're looking at the most injury-prone side in the league who yeah. were sitting up there. Um, that looked, but yeah, then, they didn't get the win.
4: No, but then maybe that's because they know, they, you know, they, they did it last season. They know what, and didn't do it very well. They knew what they had to do mm. differently um, and, and responded quickly rather than, you know, having two or three games where you struggle and I don't know. Yeah,
3: yeah, maybe so. Um, speaking speaking of teams that are just massively over-exceeding <laughs> and teams that are just <laughs> going down by the looks of things without a whimper. Scott Lindsay, once again
4: sixth in the league. Crawley.
3: So, so I've got something to tell you. About. I know, I know, it's Bradford related, but it did make me giggle because I wrote this tweet and then deleted it. <laughs> Bradford fans at the minute are demanding their owner sells. Oh, right. And I was laughing to myself thinking, the last person who tried to buy us, (laughs) everybody hounded them out, and they've currently got Crawley sat sixth in the league. (laughs) And I was like, oh. Now, I'll tell tell you, I had a conversation with Preston,
1: Mm -hmm. who's
3: the owner of Crawley Town, about how they've approached this season to last.
1: Mm -hmm. Now...
3: We all thought in the first half of last season that they were doing this whole data-driven approach. Players were being brought in on X.
4: That's what his provenance was. No, okay.
3: They didn't start that until Scott Lindsay came in. No way! Preston's exact words were, until Scott Lindsay came in, we ran the team as a traditional footballing side. It was picked on training it, there was no stats brought into it. Stats and the oh, stat goodness. movement started when Scott Lindsay came in. Wow. Um, and those, those are his exact words. They, so they are currently huh. operating as a club in the way they wanted to operate from the beginning. And I don't think wow. a lot of fans know that. But that's a that's a direct no. conversation that, that I had. And he'll openly tell people about that, that they are <clears> now operating in that stats world.
4: Um and for context Mm. for non-crawley obsessed people, their (laughs) director of football slash interim CEO was a gentleman called Chris Galley. And that was his background that he he wasn't really football as much as he was entirely stats. And so it's it's not surprising. (laughs) um, It's not surprising at all that people would have expected that. So that was why he was brought in. They were going to be exactly. Brentford Mark too.
3: And when I when I kind oh. of when I kind of had that conversation, it was it actually started at the end of last season. We had a conversation in pre-season and I said to him, "I said when you look now, and you re- I said Scotland's is coming. You've left him to just do the job, and your results got better." I said uh-huh. so. Do you realise now that you can't take this approach? And he went, "Well, actually," he said. We didn't interfere. We didn't do any wow. of the stats stuff before Scott Lindsay. We did it afterwards and the results picked up. So from their view, things are actually better now whilst they're doing it than they were before. And that's why they signed all these players. All these players that they signed that we were all right writing off as National League and National League North and National League South yeah. players, they'd stats. done their research on stats and knew wow. what they were getting into. They knew how many attack every attacking player. They knew how many runs they'd made into an opposition's box. They knew how many touches they'd had in the opposition's half before they signed yeah. them. So,
4: stats for the win.
3: Stats for the win. And like I say, Bradford fans are demanding their owner sells, and you know the, the the ones that wanted to buy us are, are now kind of going. Oh, but uh,
4: can you imagine the ride that you would have gone on there? And you well, know, Crawley, haven't won anything yet, and they haven't. They haven't. There's still many months left. Mm-hmm.
3: They they did like I openly had that conversation, you, I, and I said you would have been killed at Bradford last season. Mm. Someone would have been physically hurt, mm-hmm. and they said they wouldn't have done any of the stuff at Bradford that they did at Crawley. <laughs> they did it at Crawley because they needed to make money to pay the bills. Bradford's a sustainable club they right. didn't need to do stupid yeah, risky that things. Makes
4: sense. Yeah, and it well, does make
3: sense in that's in that scenario.
4: Speaking of, back to Crawley and Tranmere. Back to the so game. It was night yeah, but it, we'll, we'll go full circle in a minute. So it was Nigel Adkins' first game in charge. He was so pumped up and excited before it was really lovely. Um and actually Crawley came from behind twice to win 3-2. Mm-hmm. So um the tramit obviously kind of did well. It's back to Corley's first back-to-back home league wins for the first time in nearly eleven months, and their their winner was in stoppage time as well. So it was mm-hmm. two all going into um to stopping stoppage time. Now Atkins has said that he's actually quite um, I don't know reassured by it. Uh, but he did say that he. Uh, well, I've only had three or four days, and I found that odd, given that he was he's he's been at the club for some time. Yeah, Obviously, he's normally involved in the day to day management. But given his role, I, I I we said this last week. Um, that we perhaps would have expected him to have had a more hands on role. But you know, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and then Charlie Jolly made the comment um, afterwards as well that they're, first half performance because they were they were winning going into the break needs to be the standard and they need to play for 100 minutes and and this goes back to what we were saying before that it's not a 90 minute game now it's a 100 minute game and the yeah. game win and loss in that's last 10 minutes Right, coming back to Crawley's kind of financial situation. So, uh, home supporters were throwing flares at the Tranmere goalkeeper, so Luke McGee. And in the sixty-first yeah. minute, the game was nearly abandoned. So, the club expects, expects some kind of san- sanctions. They could be financial. It could be stand closures, which you know have, could have an impact financially. They could have a points deduction the statement from the club said that they're expecting financial sanctions, which I quote, would place them under significant financial duress. So this makes sense as well in terms of that kind of massive offloading of players that we Mm -hmm. saw and that continued right into, like with Dom Telford going at the end and before that, Natherson and, you know, there were, there has been it almost looks like to me like they were either preparing for a sale or they were just trying to get income in and as you say replacing it with smart purchases Uh from the national league so it'll be interesting to see what happens next what that kind of there'll be an investigation um but you know this wasn't one flare being thrown it was uh a concerted that nearly stopped the game. So, yeah, interesting to see what happens next with that.
3: Crawley fans are denying that they were being thrown at the goalkeeper though. Um because I think there's there's some footage from behind the goal and and one Crawley fan made a very very good point. If they were aiming for the goalkeeper, they have terrible aim because <laughs> they were nowhere near um
4: but saying that, have you ever, like, when you see someone throw a flare, because they're trying not to, you know, it not to be obvious that it's them because cameras are everywhere, but, you know, it's a kind of, <laughs> you, you need the camera for the, the YouTube version, but it's like, a, you know, just fling it up from waist height. It's not surprising. Yeah. Mean, it's also not surprising why they kind of often end up in the stand that they've come from. Um, so yeah, I mean, pinch of salt with that for me, I think.
3: Yeah, I think, um, I actually sat and did calculations with a, with a Crawley fan a while back based on everything that they said when they first came in, that they'd raised Mm -hmm. 20 million capital. They bought the club. We then looked at the budget for the first season, roughly how much they spent. Um, the fact that they had no merchandise, the fact that Mm -hmm. they had to pay for this NFT stuff. We worked out that they had roughly... It was around four and a half million left of that twenty million going into this season, mm. which you got to bear in mind with Crawley, they haven't had merchandise in, they haven't had shirts. No. In.
4: Well, they didn't they have it. Well, they they've got a charity shirts one, so haven't they as well this season?
3: Yeah, but I don't think you can actually buy the replica shirts. There are different shirts. Adidas haven't provided them with replica kits, or they hadn't. <sighs>
4: I feel They're, like I saw something very late on that they were available, but I might, I might be completely wrong. They
3: were, they were selling, so, so the community foundation was selling a shirt, but right, I don't believe it's an exact scene, replica. Yeah. But here's the thing, and this what this is what makes me laugh. So, the supplier shoes, mm-hmm. are, are you ready for this? So, are you ready for who they have blamed since they came in?
4: Oh, 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 China.
3: No. so first of all it was an earthquake in
4: turkey okay
3: kind of can see that maybe if that's where the warehouse was and that's where the shipments were coming from maybe that would cause a delay not to this point not to the point where they still not Mm arrived. but then a wagmi moderator so someone part of the wagmi community wrote Mm -hmm. on their discord and blamed kanye west Huh? And his anti-Semitic rants that he went on as the reason right. that that they couldn't get a hold of merchandise. <laughs> that, I still can't. There's a, there's, I feel like there's in the chain of information there's a vital link missing there that links Wagme and Crawley, uh, Wagmi and Kanye well, together. It's
4: Adidas. That's the common. Yeah, but bit. why? Like, yeah,
3: why? Why did Kanye doing that? Effect and it's a genuine thing, like it's still actually there in the Discord to read.
4: Adidas sold off all their like millions and millions of dollars worth of Yeezy stock, right? In an attempt to like because they they just wanted red, maybe something like that was paralyzing the warehouses while they got rid of it all. Or some, I mean, I'm clutching at straws now, but you'd think
3: that Adidas might have a bit of room
4: to, to, you know.
3: To supply 200 Crawley shirts.
4: Well, equally, Salford are fine with theirs. Salford. Yeah. This is
3: the other thing. This is the other thing. Do you know what? The whole shirts thing does kind of wind me up a little bit because ours went up this year. Ours are 55 quid.
1: Mm.
3: Grimsby's, who were made by the same supplier and Mm -hmm. are the same design as ours Mm -hmm. last season, but Mm -hmm. just the colours inverted, or 10 are cheaper, and we were told that the suppliers have put the prices up, and that's why Oh, really?
4: Also. Wow. Yeah, yeah and it's we, like... Like, ours are Puma, and they're 45, I think, but Peterborough have yeah. the same, like, very similar, um, and they're, I think, 60-something. Uh, Sunderland are really expensive as well. Um,
3: as yeah, a 55, Grimsby's are 45, same supplier, the exact same kit as last season, mm. just the colours inverted. Wow. And we, we like, Look, it just fifty-five quid for a kit at this level is a lot of money. At any level, yeah. is a lot of money. Um Yeah. So we need to We do before oh. we do just uh, just to finish up. Oh, are tram we here, gonna
4: are we gonna start our campaign
3: for Dave Artell to get the tram yeah. job? Yeah. Uh Well, he's
4: apparently interviewed. I I know, but know. you know what? Like, I was trying to fight that. Like, I, I I've talked I've talked before about my. Chamfer colleague, like he's the only Chamfer fan in the world, but he's just the one that I know, the only one that I know. And I was looking for something earlier on to send him, and or um, everything was he was the artel was linked to the job in March or whenever it was May. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I th- I think it was, and, and I said this to him in the interview about you know how does it feel to just get linked with every job going. Um, so maybe it's maybe it's that, maybe there is nothing to it, but he I, is
3: interviewing for a lot of him. jobs, but yeah. I, yeah, he is. He's a, he, and do you know what? He knows we're saying this. He's taken the time out while he's been out of the game to learn the mm-hmm. game better as a manager, so he's coming back yeah. into this as a better manager than he left it. Um, yeah,
4: do you know? The, yeah, we'll the start thing that. that yeah, the thing that I found that really stood out for me. And I've never really heard managers talk about it before. It was about him wanting to make players better that, Uh you know, they they don't just come and and rock up and play. He, you know, works with them. He works on areas of improvement. He makes them better football players. And if I was a football player, that is exactly the kind of manager that I would want to work with. Yeah. Okay,
3: exactly yeah, 100% yeah no I agree well let's take that ad break
5: let's do it let's We'll see you in two this podcast is sponsored by the wonderful people over at NordVPN the 2023-24 campaign is set to draw to a close but the football never truly stops with the Olympics Euro 2024 and the new season set to commence in no time make sure you don't miss any of the action wherever you may be in the world by downloading NordVPN For just the price of one cup of coffee per month, NordVPN allows you to watch your favorite teams, players, shows, and movies anywhere in the world, even if they aren't available in your region, simply by switching the location on your device to one which is showing the content. NordVPN also acts as your cyber bodyguard, protecting your personal data and other sensitive information such as credit cards and passwords from falling into the wrong hands, which is always a worry when you travel abroad. And with just one subscription to NordVPN, you can use the service across six different devices, which is incredibly handy if you're traveling with your family and or loved ones. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash real EFL. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support our podcast too. The link is in the podcast episode description box. So now, back to the podcast.
0: Away days are great, especially when your striker bag's a last-minute winner, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And do you know what? The same goes for McDonald's. Why not maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery? Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
3: Let's have a look. So next up is myself, Hannah. I'm going to talk about Grant McCann's first win as Doncaster manager. He fluked it. He absolutely
1: fluked
3: it. these are the games you You'll get these opportunities, you've got to take them when they come. Yeah, Um, every single part of that game makes it look like Doncaster didn't deserve the win. But again, another last minute. And I don't have you seen the goal?
1: Mm,
4: Don't think so. I watched the highlights, but I can't remember it.
3: It was the uh 96 minute from close where he, he essentially. It, it was one of two things. It was either a terrible shot or a terrible cross.
4: No, 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 I do remember, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, and it
3: just... Yeah. And he went in, and the thing is, you could tell he was embarrassed when it went in, <laughs> even he just sort of stood there and went, ah, oh, shit. But for a 96-minute winner, you would have expected him to... I mean, I'd have been naked. I'd have just been gone at that point. <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd have been headbutting vegans left, right, and centre. Um, but, yeah, no, he... Um, It was just, everything about it was just that stroke of luck that they've needed and they've not got. And it would have been typical for the keeper to just catch that. Every game this season that Doncaster played in, the keeper just catches that. Mm -hmm. Keeper's got wrong-footed. I don't think he's realised. I don't think anyone's really known what's happening. I know Ben Kloss has come out and said it was a cross. If that's the case, it's a terrible cross. (laughs) Absolutely diabolical cross. Um Because the only way anyone's getting on the end of that is if they're stood in the back of the net. (laughs) Because he just was that high. But look, we'll focus on the positives here. It's three points on the board for Grant McCann. He needed that. Yeah, he Um, very much did. But what we'll also focus on is the realistic side of things here. That was the game we all predicted that they'd win. And we all predicted they'd win comfortably. They scraped it.
4: Mm
1: -hmm. This
3: next few games, I, I don't think... I still don't think he's out of danger yet.
4: No, they've got they've got they've got us in a few weeks. But Barrow, I can't remember who else they've got. Gillingham,
3: but... I believe they've got oh, Gillingham yes, this yes, weekend.
4: Yeah,
3: they've they've got a tough run of games. Um, it mm-hmm. doesn't look like I think if you, I mean look, don't get me wrong, freak results and things can happen and can come in at any point that like we're happening it, as...
4: with bizarre frequency yeah. in this league at the moment.
3: Yeah, it happens a lot. But when if I'm looking realistically at those results, or sorry, those fixtures right now, they've got Doncaster, Barrow, Crawley, yourselves, and then Sutton. I don't see three points until Sutton. If I'm being honest, right now on paper, I don't see three points until Sutton. If he doesn't get another win until Sutton, that's gotta be question serious questions asked. And they, they, mm. I would expect to see movement by then. And again, Doncaster fans think that we're seeing McCann should be sacked. Absolutely not. He's he's had nowhere near enough time. But no. I, 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 I wouldn't blame the board if they did. No. But from a Forest no, Green because, perspective as well,
4: I well, think they're right. in big trouble. Yeah. And they, I mean, they were the first, the only of the relegated teams to win on opening day. And then have gone... Downhill massively. Yeah,
3: and they're in. They're in big trouble. I. I think they could be. They're going to get suckered in. We're we're looking at. For me, right now, we're looking at a relegation battle: of Forest Green, Tranmere, mm-hmm. Sutton, Harrogate, and Doncaster.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Those are our teams right yeah. now. It can change. Um, I. I still don't believe Salford are in as much trouble as. As no, well, um,
4: yeah, are they next?
3: Uh, No, no, they're
4: not, are they? We're all out of kilter because of flipping Barrow and pandering. It's it's Gillingham.
3: It's Gillingham and uh, Morecambe. Is that me as well?
4: Yeah.
3: Gillingham won. It is. Gillingham. Gillingham didn't just win. They got two goals. They did it, finally. Two goals (laughs) in a game. We said it was coming. Uh, Ryan's Mm. just made a very, very valid... I'd say a valid point. It's not... It adds absolutely nothing to any part of the conversation tonight whatsoever. (laughs) But... Happy anniversary of the day that Paul Hartley oh. was sacked, apparently.
4: <laughs> the best nominative determinism in football. He's up there. But do you know what?
3: Oh wait, no, that could have sounded that could have been really offensive there. Um All right, no, it's fine. It,
1: like... From
3: one arrogant Scotsman in uh Paul Hartley to another in Derek Adams. Now Derek Adams came <laughs> away from that game on Saturday after losing and said if Gillingham are top of the league, we've got nothing to worry about. You lost. Like, you didn't win, Derek. You lost. You lost to Gillingham. Therefore, you do have something to worry about because Gillingham, regardless... I mean, look, we've all said Gillingham aren't setting the world alight this season, but they're consistent. They don't leak a lot of goals. Mm -hmm. They don't score a lot of goals, but as long as they're scoring more than they're leaking, they're going to continually turn teams over. And look, Gillingham... They put two away. Derek Adams saying that if Gillingham are top of the league is nothing to worry about. Morecambe are the first team to concede two goals for Gillingham this season. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: And and they were batting in every single measured stat in the game. Morecambe were battered. Um look, I people think that it's 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 sour grapes with Derek Adams. Probably is a little bit, but Happy. at the same time from but but at the same time with Derek Adams, it's and we're going to get our explicit rating now, but it don't matter. He's fucking deluded. The man is deluded beyond belief. I don't know. Like I, Arsene Wenger was always a perfect example of this. Of Arsene Wenger always watched a different game, just slightly mm-hmm. to what everyone else did. Mm-hmm. Derek Adams watches a different game altogether. It's not even just slightly. He sees whatever the whatever the general consensus is of an incident. He's he saw the opposite. And we watched it. And I, I used to stay behind. And like I'm privileged in my position to see things behind the scenes at Bradford. Yeah. And when Derek Adams was there, I used to stay behind and just sit in the stand, mainly sometimes because I couldn't wrap my head around what I'd watched on the pitch. And I, <laughs> I, didn't, I genuinely didn't feel safe to drive. And I used to text Liv and be like, I'm going to just hang on a bit. And I used to sit and wait for him to come out and give his interviews. And people think that he used to just play up for the cameras to kind of get a reaction mm-hmm. from fans he didn't he genuinely believed these things I, he would walk around with his head held high after getting smashed at home and it was it like played off the park by no offense, i know exeter went up but we were built we were supposed to build a team that season to challenge we were played off the park swindon at home they were they were you know, sorry he just i think he just left yeah he had just left when swindon at home happened but it was one before that um Mansfield was the first game after he'd left. But the, there was a game just before Derek Adams left and it turned. And it was the in fact, it might have been the exit game. I think the exit game might have been his last game. Mm-hmm. He just is doing the same at Morecambe now as to what he did at Bradford. He pointed the finger at the board. He's continually pointing the finger at the board at Morecambe. But, yeah, I mean, look, we we know from from people that we've spoken to at Morecambe that the situation Derek Adams describes at Morecambe is very different to the situation actually mm-hmm. at Morecambe.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know how he continually gets away with it. Has he it's got a weird. good record at this level of like, promotions? Yes. It's, it's like gaslighting,
4: so isn't it? Like, in terms of, you know, maybe it's because he just wants to Perpetuate the idea that things are better than they are so people don't question his job security.
3: I think he likes to get an excuse in before questions are asked. Mm-hmm. He likes to have he likes to put an answer in everyone's minds before so yeah. the question doesn't need to be asked. Because if he comes out and says, I haven't signed a player because of X, Y, and Z, no one else is gonna go, why haven't you signed a player? So Mm -hmm. it kind of takes that sting out of that question. It's it's manipulative. He's very manipulative in how he does things. Um, Um. Look, Gillingham, though, I am delighted for. I'm I'm happy for Neil Harris. I must admit, the fist pumping's a little bit much. Um, It is a little bit, you're not a fan of it either, are you?
4: Although I did say that if Pete Wilde ended up at county, it would be my favourite thing.
3: You you said, yeah, you said absolutely. You said if Pete Wilde came at county, you'd love to be fisted. I think those were your words. (laughs) (laughs) um, You said you you can't wait for Pete Wilde to come and fist. Um, But but it's like, I'm happy for Gillingham. I am happy for Gillingham. They need it. They deserve it after what they went through last year. And do, do you know one thing that I'll say? There's not one Chillingham fan. This ain't a at Swindon fans, but they know. They know what I'm talking about. Not one Chillingham fan is coming and talking to us right now and being obnoxious about it.
4: Yeah, it's
1: true.
3: They are so happy to be where they, yeah. and they're. They're happy because they're above where they expected to be. If they dropped yeah. off and finished in the playoffs, they'd still yeah. be really happy about it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um,
3: and, and again, like that wasn't a dig at Swindon fans, but for me. There's some. There's some very, very oh, arrogant Swindon fans. That it will be.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, so look, Jill's match on. Good. Absolutely delighted. That was a result I was looking for this weekend. I'm glad they scored two, and I'm glad Derek Adams lost. Send him back home. Miserable. He can go and explain to Tyson Fury what's going on. <laughs> Who is next, Hannah?
4: Uh, past. Oh, I've, I've. It's, written it's mine yourself down.
3: and it's MK Dons and Stockport County. Ah,
4: uh, it was MK Dons one, Stockport two. Instantly, have you seen that account on Twitter where they've AI'd the um. Football, the classified football results with the like the bloke that used. Oh my god, it's brilliant! I was listening awesome. to it on Saturday night while I was kind of taking my makeup off and getting ready for bed. It was just a, it's just a lovely. I'll send it to you. Will sends it to send me. It. It's uh, it's really nice. um So there were there, there was kind of a bit like we've not played MK Don since two thousand and nine. Louis Barry, he of Aston Villa loan Uh Fame is a you, Hannah. Um it's too late. It's it's too late for everyone. It's yeah, it's it is what it is. It's fine. Um but he, he scored five. That's his fifth goal in five games, which you know, it's, it's nice, but He's someone saying to me, Do you think they'll recall Villa or recall him and send him to League One in January? No. Maybe, but we'll have until January. That's fine. We'll worry about January. No, then. I, don't, I don't
3: think they will. I don't think, I'll be absolutely honest with you. How old is he?
4: 20.
3: I, I don't believe that, it's... and it, it's no offense to, to, to Barry, but I, I don't believe that he's in Aston Villa's plans for first well, team opportunities at yeah, 20 I years think... old if he's been loaned out to League Two.
4: So they renewed his contract just before he went, he came to us, but it's his fifth, this is his fifth loan spell. And he's not, he's not played like this and been this effective at any of yeah. those other loans. They've just sold to Archer. Yeah. Who's a similar cohort to Louis Barry. Um, so yeah, they they may well just be. You know, let him stay with us, score 25 goals, and then they'll sell him they to it. League One or the Championship.
3: They did it with Tyreek Wright.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It, so they keep them on. This is what Villa do. They keep mm-hmm. them on and they continually loan them out because it's more—it's worth more for them to loan them out continually mm-hmm. until they find a club where it works and then they cash yeah. in at that point. So if he does carry on, I don't think they'll recall him and loan him out to League One. If, he, no. if anything, they'll sell him in January because That's what happened mm. with Tyree. Right to us, he got sold to Plymouth in January because it right. was that point where his value was at the highest it had been. Yeah, so they, they, that's that'll be look, he's not in their first team plans clearly, not at 20 years no. old being loaned out to League Two. They're looking for a good loan and then options, people to come in yeah. and offer to buy. But to be fair, there's no reason that you guys can't be that club that can buy, you've got money.
4: Yeah, but he I think for him as well, at, at this stage of his career, no one would blame him for wanting to play at the highest yeah. tier that he can get to. Um no so... one would
1: blame
3: him, but again, Tyreek Wright's a perfect example of that not working. Because mm-hmm. Tyreek Wright went to the yeah. League One club and he was hated by their fans. I actually don't know yeah. how he's got on this season. I've kind of avoided it, but he uh he was despised by their fans and he should have stayed at Bradford till mm. the end of the season. He really should have. Yeah. But
4: well, uh, look at Habi Shamanga. He was brilliant at Chesterfield. Yeah. At, at Posh, he's just done nothing, and and now has yeah. been sold on. Yeah. I can't even remember where he went. Fleetwood.
3: Uh no. Yes, Fleetwood. Yeah, it was Fleetwood. Was Fleetwood? Um, but yeah. then, but then again, on the opposite side of things, you look at uh, Brandon Thomas Asante. From Salford, mm-hmm. he stepped mm-hmm. up. But but the thing is, you knew with him that he was capable of stepping up yeah. because he was everything about his game was a level above, well mm-hmm. above where we're at. And he, you know, he went in, and I think he scored an absolute wonder goal for for, for West Brom as well. And I think I remember watching yeah. his debut and just being like, he came on and he just fit in. Yeah. Yeah. So,
4: uh, um, in terms of the yeah, actual it's... game, um, so Louis Barry scored. Mo, um. He's sort of equalised. Then Powell went ahead with uh, Nick Powell's first league goal for Stockport. He's now injured. Well, no, he went off injured. <laughs> like, I've yep. done it now. I've, I've had my goal. I'm going to have a few weeks off to, to recu- recuperate. Um, MK Don's had more possession, more shots, but the shots were just all over the place. Yeah. Um, it's it's an odd one, isn't it? Obviously, I'd not been to MK Stadium before or Stadium MK or whatever it's called. It's what did you very, think? Well, I mean it's the parking was lovely. Like, it's like facility, a, like a call. It's like it's like going to uh like the NFL in the US in terms of like there almost being this city around the stadium that's like kind of self-sufficient. Built. It's, like um, it's purpose-built
3: for it, and yeah. when yeah. I went, there was only the stadium and the Azda.
4: Oh, really? Oh, it was gosh! Just,
3: it was just barren you could, land.
4: You could go on holiday there now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, There's a cinnabon in Asda. That, that made was, me really happy. Oh, yeah. Complete. Like, yeah. Completely. <laughs> um. It Yeah. It was odd. It was and we 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 got lost in the stadium trying to get out because there were no stewards kind of showing you where to go, and all the doors were closed. Yeah. We didn't, yeah. Um, yeah, it's that yeah, it's obviously too big for them, but um mm-hmm. I think they they're managing financially. i I find it odd, and this isn't a kind of, I guess, yeah, you know, we've talked about Premier League shirts I've never seen. So many Premier League shirts as they did amongst the Milton Keynes, Don's fan base, like yeah. around the stadium. There was, and, and you know, often it's kids or the dad. There was one family who all four of them were in West Ham shirts. Very odd. And why just why? I, I just don't, I don't understand that mentality it, at all. It's,
3: it's because there's no older generation at the club. they they are Mm. when when were the mk dons was it 2004 that they yeah it was so so the 19 there isn't an older generation that's essentially passing down information about what happened and why why you should be an mk these are fans who similar to harrogate you know Mm -hmm. harrogate is it's leeds fans because it's whenever leeds are away they go to harrogate if they can't get tickets and yeah yeah. obviously have a people moved to Milton
4: Keynes when it was founded there was no football Mm. team they had to support other teams and I've just thought actually as well so I'll I'll mention it just to be fair I'd forgotten that it was this family day as well so the tickets were 12 pounds for adults and a pound for kids so you know if you're a West Ham fan and you don't get to go very often then you know what would it be 26 quid for two adults and two children So, you know, but don't, just don't then wear your shirt anyway. So, just, that was
3: just connect just on, on cheap tickets. I've got yeah. a really f- funny one for you. So, you know, Wrexham the other week in the cup had quite a high attendance in the EFL yeah. cup,
4: the boycotted pizza cup.
3: That one, no, 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 in the actual pop cup, cup when we played. Oh, them. right, okay. So, oh, yeah. So, Bradford have gone we don't like you bragging about having a high attendance in the EFL Cup. So we've just made Middlesbrough a fiver for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Middlesbrough have sold out. Um, there's going to be, it looks like there's going to be about 20,000 there, Wow! which for a third round, I think it's third round, isn't it? Or is it second round? It's second round. It's next row, but...
1: Tuesday.
3: Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I, 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 as soon as I heard that we we're dropping tickets to a Fiver, I was like, they've done that because Wrexham got ten thousand, um, <laughs> and they were bragging about how they can sell out cup games and this that, and that. So they've 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 done it. I might it. come yeah, and a lend Fiver- hand for a Fiver. Come, come honestly, if you come along and it's, it'll be a it'll be a <laughs> cracking atmosphere. If anything, uh, uh, yeah, Borough have sold out. I believe they're getting most of the East Stand. But yeah, no, that just when you were talking about cheaper tickets, I thought, oh yeah, that reminds <laughs> me. Continue.
4: Uh, no, that was that was it really. So um we've got Wrexham on Saturday. So we beat beat Wimbledon twice in a week. I'm sure not many teams can say that. Um but yeah, so yeah, Wrexham. It is that's and it is what it is. I don't want to talk about it, thanks.
3: Well, so you get to move on to Newport versus Barrow.
4: Yes. So one all. Uh, oh. Another red card. So Ryan Delaney got sent off just before half time for a second yep. yellow. Now, these are two teams that, I mean, Newport particularly, I think Barrow, we thought would do all right. They're currently 10th, uh, which is pretty much where they finished last season. And uh, Newport are 12th, which is the one that's mind boggling to me. Oh, it's Omar boggling to me.
3: Omar oh, boggling. <laughs>
4: Did you see my invitore? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. Um, I
3: mean, ba- I'm, I'm, I've got secondhand embarrassment for you, though. Don't worry about it.
4: <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, in fairness to them, Newport did really well to hang on until the draw. Uh, yeah, hung on to the draw with 10 men. Yeah. Um, Bogle had missed a penalty earlier. He came off about 80 minutes, I think. Um, Barrow had 64% possession. Uh, but from talking to people that went to this, that actually Newport, could, you could argue that they could have deserved the win. Graham Coughlin said how wonderful and brilliant Barrow was and how you know the game in itself was a brilliant advert for League Two football. So there you go. Um, Barrow are doing Barrow last season really struggled with points on the road, and they um, they've picked up eight points from five so far this season. So so doing better. They've got Mansfield next. I think that could be the end of Mansfield's unbeaten win. Um, the thing that stood out from that game, you know, we've talked in the past about how, you know, the score dictates how fans feel about the referee. This was a one hole draw. Uh, so both teams were universally slamming the referee. Um, Pete Wilde said that neither penalty was a penalty, two penalties in the game. Um, it was Martin Coy, and yeah, just universally uh derised for his performance.
3: You did well to continue <laughs> while I was going through the little chat there, Hannah. I think um, I had a <laughs> well, I had a semi so meltdown.
1: It was because
4: it's not technically because we normally we do this alphabetically, right? So
1: yeah. Salford
4: is after it's after no in the, yeah but, they're not on
3: the yeah, yeah, but they're not on the list <laughs> of games. They
4: weren't on my list.
3: No, they, no, they're not. Um,
4: okay. okay, well, yeah. It doesn't
3: matter. It doesn't matter. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna work well, together because I watched Salford Knotts County on TV. Obviously I had that perspective. I watched Salford and Notts County. You, you were there. Um I a couple of things for me, Knotts County I thought were phenomenal. Like, they were very good. Up until it went 1-0, I felt like Salford were good for the for a point. At yeah. that state. I didn't feel like Salford really did much wrong, but when it went 1-0, yeah. it, it changed. McGoldrick yeah. should not be playing at a League Two level. No. In a any way. Screamer. It, the ball just sticks to him like glue. Mm-hmm. The fans, I thought, were great.
4: Yeah, they um, were. They were really good.
3: Positives for Salford, Elliot Watt coming back? Um, yeah, the annoyance for them is that ten minutes yeah. before Elliot Watt came back, Callum Hendry went off injured. Yeah, so we didn't get to see that. No. Two rumors came out after the game. Two rumors, and I am
4: happy I that I'm I can right
3: now. Them. I can right now put both of them to bed.
4: Oh, I can too. Uh, we've, yeah, been, we've been went, doing independent research. <laughs>
3: <laughs> immediately checked immediately checked yes Same. i agree alan nixon is in the mud with this um, <laughs> and do, do you know what i actually want to invite not just not, if you don't want to come on this whatever i, I just want, i want to talk to alan nixon because yeah this is the second time in a few weeks that he's used callum hendry as a a, a, mm-hmm. a rumor he was going to Gillingham and now he's allegedly subject to a 500,000 pound bid from stockport county in january He's got six months left on his contract.
1: Yeah. More full
3: stop no if they are going to do that. Yeah. The other, the other thing he put out is that Ryan Giggs and the board <laughs> want to sack Neil Wood and Ryan Giggs is going to come in as manager. And that again. got
4: picked up by the sun.
3: <laughs> of course it did. It's just of course clickbait. it
4: did. It's just
3: clickbait. It's pure clickbait. There is zero truth to that whatsoever. We mm-hmm. checked it.
4: Um, <laughs> Apparently Alan Nixon works for the Sun. I did not know that. <laughs>
3: no, I didn't. If he does, that doesn't surprise me. But we, we, look, we've both individually gone and checked it. Alan Nixon in this scenario, right? I'll say 12 months ago, last summer, he had quite a lot of credibility. He got a hell of a lot right. Yeah. This summer, he's been terrible.
2: Well
4: someone said to me the other day and and you'd pointed this out as well and someone said oh he's never been wrong about us so I was like oh I must have missed Scott Banks signing like, oh we never said he would sign well, he's not said that Calm Hendry signed either
3: No but he he said that Scott Scott Port were preparing a 250,000 bid for yeah. for Scott Banks the yeah. same Scott Banks that Crystal Palace came out and said we have a valuation of 1.2 million for <laughs> I and I, then I, he's going to tweet out uh, his, well, he's really actually his ACL i i can say right in. now i'm preparing i'm preparing a 250,000 pound bid for cristiano ronaldo to come do my garden yeah yeah it same.
4: Doesn't
3: mean nothing um yeah what I, what i will say about it is that screenshot what you see from that man mm. screenshot it and when it doesn't come true go find the tweets because that <laughs> man has a history of Dang. deleting tweets when he's wrong And I'm happy to call him out and I'm happy to say that to him. If he wants to have a chat, I'll have a chat. doesn't bother me. If he wants to block me, he can block me. But I publicly called him out and told him that he was in the mud on this one and that he was absolutely losing all credibility. He quite clearly gets paid by agents to put nonsense articles out to try and drum up interest, which I don't have an issue with. If he's open about it, about the fact that he works for agents, but he's he's just bollocks. He just talks nonsense. But... Look, so back
1: at football. Mm. Uh, back at football. Salford,
4: Salford just defensively. I mean they they've traditionally been they had uh Piergiani, they had horsefall, they're like yeah. they've had very good defenders and, and now um don't have that kind of same strength. Uh our lovely Asama um, Ashley also went off, but I think that was more preventative or precautionary than than Cal. Um, Cal, they've said his knee was so swollen that they couldn't even, they were planning to scan it today. But that didn't sound great at all, uh, but it was lovely to have Elliot back. It's just a shame that they weren't on the pitch at the same time. Uh, so the rumour some... on
3: Asama Ashley, by the way, Oh, and this hasn't come from the club in any way. It's I, I was told by the club that they're going to be releasing information this week about injuries yeah, once, once the scans in the are taken. Place. And,
4: yeah,
3: Sam Ashley was actually uh, apparently taken to hospital. Oh no! Because of an, and this is again, this is just a rumor from someone who's heard it from someone who works at the club. Right. Apparently, um, an irregularity in an ECG scan. Oh gosh. So I don't know mm. how true that is. I don't I hope it's not true. Um I don't know anything about the injury. I, but yeah no that that's the rumor that he went and mm, got checked so but sorry. it could it could genuinely be nothing. I had that myself a yeah. few years ago and it, it could just be a one off
1: yeah.
3: thing that gets dealt with. Um but it's better to be safe and sorry. But that's the the, the yeah. rumor whether or not that's true is and that was apparently so actually I remember the person who said that was a paramedic. Okay. At the game.
4: Uh, So, but it was um, Salford's fourth straight league defeat which again isn't something Mm -hmm. that anyone expected from them I think you know Notts County were obviously stronger at times there were times where Salford looked very powerful on the attack and like they were going to score the difference was that they weren't finishing Whereas knots yeah. were much more kind of clinical in it, Dan Crowley was just all over the place. I've not seen anything like that this season, yeah. I think. Um, and Busstock I thought was good as well. Uh, ten cards in the last ten minutes. There were two sent off for second yellows in uh, in stoppage. So yeah, it was. Um, it was interesting. I know that everyone really, really, really wants to know the chips were really good. Um, they
3: looked good.
4: They were, they were good. There's a picture on my Twitter. Um, yeah, so very. I, I can't. Again, it was home end. So you know, we, we've talked about the home end. I'll compare them to the away end chips in a few weeks because we've yeah. got EFL
3: Pizza Cup. Pizza Cup. I actually. Yeah. Uh, looking i were looking at the stats and i and like I, I i text i text will at the end of the game and i was like that referee kept his card in his pocket till the 70th minute and then just went nah i'm gonna get That's someone off of you and
1: just
3: it's like they were glued to his hands <laughs> yeah. and he was like he was doing the ymca and everyone was getting a card and it
1: just so bizarre
4: like one of those I, I I like it was a complete shock to me. I think it pops up on Safer Score. I was like, what has someone been sent off? Because I was sat there on my own. <laughs> I had no one yeah. to talk to. Um although I do you know what I would say about um about Salford and Salford fans is a, everyone was very lovely to me. Um and the other thing was that I I saw mm-hmm. Salford Salford fans Salford fan base gets a lot of stick for the number of United shirts that you see at mm-hmm. the peninsula and there were definitely kind of what on earth are you wearing type comments leveled at some of those people in the same way that there would be at Edgley Park so you know again it's it's part of this it's not their fault no Um, exactly it's a
3: a thing we'd all love Let's be brutally honest. We'd all love fans of other clubs to come and watch us when their teams weren't playing, because it, it adds to the to the to the money. That's yeah. why the game was moved to a Friday night. It was a trial to see if attendance mm. would be affected. Um,
4: yeah,
3: similar to I what don't. County used to do, didn't they? they? Used to play on Friday nights. Yeah, to avoid. well,
4: yeah, that was so that City and United fans could lend us a hand, like yeah. support the you know local stragglers.
3: And that's what Salford are trying to do. And look, if it works, mm. it works.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and sorted are, You know, decently priced. I think is it like fifteen quid? What,
3: or... it... Yeah, it was it. fifteen quid, top end.
1: Mm. No,
3: I don't mind that. That's I think that's bad.
4: fair.
1: Yeah,
3: Swindon. Hammer. Is
4: that all the games now? Have we kind of in no, our jumping around? we missed any? <gasps> we we have, and we
1: have
3: got Wrexham as well.
1: Wrexham.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm
3: gonna blitz through. I'm gonna blitz through these here. So Swindon, look. Oh, Someone said in our group chat before the game kicked off, they said, I can tell you now, Charlie Austin's due a goal this week. Fifey actually said it on the live show on Thursday, uh-huh. Charlie Austin's due a goal this week. Someone else said, Charlie Austin header, eight minutes in our group chat. It wasn't mm. even that, it was two minutes, Charlie Austin. Goal. <laughs> um, look, Swindon, dominant. Jake Young didn't score or assist. Dan Kemp didn't score or assist. That is Oof. absolutely fine, because what they've done is they've shown that they've got goals from elsewhere, yes. and they've taken a Walsall side that whose fans thought that they were going to be much better than they've proven to be so far, Yeah, and they've played them off the park. They've sent them packing. Good night. I still don't think that Walsall have got the right man in charge, and I think that mm. that kind of shows. When you look at they had Michael Flynn in charge last season. And they complained at Michael Flynn on Saturday they got undone by Michael Flynn, 2-0. Yeah, Ryan's just said there, and it does seem to be the general consensus, they focused on Jake Young, did Walsall, and it left Charlie Austin. Whereas what's been happening is people have been doubling up on Charlie Austin, and it's been leaving Jake Young free. So, yeah, Jake Young was marked out of the game, but he won't care because three points on the board, Swindon are still unbeaten, technically top of the league if they win the game in hand. Mm-hmm. top goals, top goal scorers in the league. Um, I saw a Walsall fan actually comment in direct replying to the Swindon uh, final result tweet saying, you guys weren't even that good. You're just doing what we did at the start of last season. And someone did a comparison. And at this stage of last season, Walsall were something like 15th with seven points and a minus two goal difference. And Swindon, a, right. oh sorry, a plus, plus two goal difference. Swindon have got 15 points after seven games. So, a game less than what Walsall had played, and I've got a plus 11 goal difference. Like, mm-hmm. it, there's, it's night and day. Uh, Swindon, definitely the most exciting team to watch right now in the league, in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: On the other end of teams that are apparently exciting to watch, we've got Rexham playing Grimsby off the park as well. And I said yeah. this, that I didn't think Grimsby were anything.
4: I, I thought, much like our game against Wrexham on Saturday, that it's, it's not about form or, like, it's just a standalone game almost because there is so much other baggage coming with it. And yep. I really expected Grimsby to, to, to capitalise on that. Um and they absolutely didn't.
3: An Aboisa out injured. Yeah. Which we 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 said it's this is what happens with him. I mm-hmm. look he can it, there's no doubt there's a player in there, but I I don't know what this injury is. It didn't happen in the game. He was kept out because of the injury, so
1: mm-hmm.
3: he obviously wasn't. It's obviously bad enough to keep him out of the game, yeah. not just to take him off for precautions, but yeah. no. Look, Oli Palmer, and this pains me, but apparently Fletcher,
4: <laughs> oh and McLean.
3: McLean's a a level above, which we already knew, but people said when they signed Fletcher that they were signing an aged striker who had Mm. no legs and was going to find it a a struggle.
1: Apparently, Mm. he was
3: doing back heels. He was doing (laughs) overhead
1: kicks. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. um, Absolutely. It's infuriating. I'm glad he wasn't there the other week when we played them, but we've got them in a few weeks' Mm -hmm. time. It'll be interesting to see when they come up against a team that's kind of hitting form or finding, you know, when they come up against a team that's found a way to win without their big players um, this weekend, um, it'll be interesting to see how Wrexham do because, you know, I, I think this is a this is a kind of big game for both teams. I don't think either of you will accept a loss or should accept a loss, I think if you want to stake your claim and be that team this season that's up there and you want to be challengers both teams have got to go in 100% this weekend and just aim for the win
4: oh yeah i don't well, yeah i think i don't think there's any complacency i don't think anyone is going in for anything other than a win mm-hmm. um i would say from a stop put point of view you know charlie was uh, manager of the week manager of the team of the week you know, uh-huh. what a shift from three weeks ago, you know, Mansfield loss, the you know, Corley draw and the fan base kind of really piling on to, to how it how things are now. Stockport will have more confidence, but again, there is like a whole heap of baggage wrapped around like, you know, the the bloody plane that the Firm flew over the race course after we got promoted. Like, there's just so much off the pitch shit that, like, and it's that that makes it worse than the lose, like the actual <laughs> losing. Um, I but think. this is what
3: Grimsby found on Saturday,
1: yeah, because no, Grims, Grimsby was beaten
3: in the playoffs, and this was like, yeah, b- b- Rexham fans were literally going,
1: yeah,
3: thick. And, and there now was a, going to stop
4: off. there was an article in the um in the athletic uh obviously uh, today saying you know suddenly that loss doesn't matter anymore because we're here it's equal um and we beat them um i don't know let's we'll we'll see i think a draw is probably be the best outcome for all concerned um, but we're talking to Stacey on uh, or Stace on uh, Thursday night. In
3: we've got Stace on Thursday.
4: The live show.
3: We have. Um, have we decided on the other teams? Because we decided we were going to do two kind of big inform games, and then we were going to do a crisis club. Now, yes. I'm not enjoying being called the crisis club but Bradford no. was suggested. And it doesn't mean crisis club, I don't think. It's fans who feel that there's a crisis. So I yeah. kind of said that that discussion I'll bow out of because I don't wish to be a part of it <laughs> and I'm not getting myself down that wormhole. So is, uh, wait, so we're doing Wrexham Stockport
4: as a big game. Well, I mean, Bradford. Tacitly, tacitly agreed to it just because Stace has been invited. So, I'm you know, no, one, no one's asked me if I'll do it, but you know, no,
3: but it, it has to I be the, that's, that's the biggest game of the weekend, isn't it? It, it, it is. Um, yeah. I think the other one, when we look at things, obviously, Bradford and Newport is obviously being covered as, as kind of the well, what's going on at Bradford situation. The other one for me is Doncaster Gillingham.
4: Ryan's just the, um Mansfield Barrow.
3: No. Because I've also seen his follow-up comment. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, no, I, I think that... I, I, I'll be honest. I think that this is for, for Grant McCann. He's got to follow... If he'd not won on Saturday... I wouldn't feel that this game was as important. He has got to follow Saturday with a win. He's got mm. to get three points against Gillingham. So for me, I think look, we can vote on life. it as well. It's not
4: realistic though,
3: surely. He's got no choice. He's got mm. to win. He has got to pick. That's a statement. If he does that, we'll all go fair play, he's got it, he's gonna get this right. But if they go right. back to losing this weekend, it's the... then then Saturday just gone meant nothing. So mm. Look, we'll talk in the group chat afterwards. So we, we've got Stockport and Wrexham and Bradford yeah. and Newport as the two. We've got fans for... I need to get a Bradford fan to come on because it ain't me. Um you can have
4: Charlotte again by proxy.
3: Charlotte, as long as she wears a Bradford shirt.
4: Um, <laughs> well, you've, you've, you've seen that photo of it when we went to Valley Parade last year and she got dressed up in her best Harry Potter outfit but she like she she aligns to Gryffindor so it was all burgundy and gold like leggings hoodie I was like love you no no sweetheart no baby no you know we
3: you know as a club we made an absolute fortune off of Harry Potter because we were the only place you could buy Gryffindor colored scarves
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah
3: yeah it was we were sold out constantly um yeah Look, In fact, look, I said I, to her
4: earlier on, I was like, "Are you going to put your Gryffindor outfit on?" And she's like, "No, I'm wearing our county shirt." Like, okay.
3: No, we'll get a we'll get a Bradford fan on for it. Um, maybe one that's not so doom and gloom, but
1: mm-hmm.
3: we'll try and get one that can can be a bit more unbiased, a bit bit impartial towards the situation and look at things yeah. openly. Objective. But aside from that, we've we've reached the end. And
1: yeah,
3: look, Ryan made a comment saying. How, when we've got no plan this week, have we managed to get on track? Well, Ryan, we've proved you wrong by going an hour and 20. So... Which is
4: only 10 minutes less than when we were left unsupervised.
3: <laughs> exactly. We didn't do it for the first half an hour. Um,
1: oh, yeah, we can... we've,
4: we've got another half an hour to go. What else can we talk about? Oh, I know we what we should talk Rose about on Thursday, that away day uh, league table, because I think that's quite fun.
3: Yeah, so we're gonna rank teams in terms of well, we need we need sort of scoring things. So we need like it needs to be food, atmosphere, price. Well,
4: yeah, they, they well that's why Bradford came out so high on on that one and then Gillingham, like right at the bottom.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um I don't know what with My but man, you every time away fans come to Bradford, they have a fucking right game.
4: Well, I think uh and I said this to you last week, it's that it's it, if mk dons was fuller it would be the same you know in terms of a really good atmosphere and you can go to tgi fridays and Wagamamas. um in bradford you can go to german the kebab and um
1: mm-hmm.
4: for a curry and there's that retail part that's quite nice to park at like it's all, it's all good
1: yeah
3: yeah no i can understand why it's probably one of the easier places to come because it's not there, there is a fair bit in the city itself, but yeah, obviously when you go there every week, you, you just kind of take yeah. it for granted. Same with the stadium. When Grant came to the stadium for the first time the season before mm-hmm. last, it was his first visit, and he walked in and he was just like, "Holy shit!" And like, mm-hmm. I don't see it. I, I take it for granted as a yeah. It's because you're there every week. You just think, "Oh, this is our home ground," and it's not until like without being disrespectful, it's not until you go to places like Barrow, yeah, and you look around and you go. Wow, yeah. I mean, I love going to places like Barrow, um, mm. but yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Hey ho. Right, so that's hey, Thursday, and then League Two. Well, 6.06 again next Sunday.
3: Yeah, that should be fun, shouldn't it?
4: Yeah. Um, Is there anything else? When
3: do, when do you when do you go away? You're away in oh, a couple well, of after
4: weeks. you get back. I go on the nineteenth.
3: Oh right, okay. I okay. I go. That's fine, I thought you were before me. Never mind, no, we don't I need don't. to talk about that yet. Right, guys, well, it's been <laughs> fun. Hannah, uh, do the normal walkout because oh, you know yes. what it is.
4: So you can follow us on at Real AFL social, on Twitter. Uh, give us a five star review. Um, you can send us questions on Spotify as well. Although um, be polite, because apparently they go to Gary, which I didn't realise when I sent mine. Um, so send polite questions. That would be lovely. Thanks, and uh, we'll be back next on Thursday for the uh, the T R E F L L breakdown um thursday night breakdown yeah it's it was fun last week i really enjoyed it
3: it was good and we got a hell of a lot of good positive feedback as well and yeah i mentioned this on the 606 last night i'm just going to mention this again before we finish um for a live show on a thursday night we had over a thousand people it's across crazy. all platforms
1: Yeah, that's
3: that's awesome I, honestly i absolutely loved it it just mm-hmm. yes smashed yeah. it so let's go again yeah. let's do it this um, thursday let's let's beat it
4: so the official script was rate us five stars on uber eats recommend us on the post office website that replaced yell.com now anyway oh. we're the really fl league two podcast we'll see you next week
0: It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching your team on iFollow, you've got your McNugget share box on the go and you know what, your mate's already got booked for double dipping but then late on you steal in, grab the last nugget and snatch all three points. Perfect. Why not order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app? Are you in? out participate in restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.